All right, it's time to uh, bring on our special guest for this week. I personally became a fan of his after seeing him star in ABC's Mixology last year. You may have caught him hosting the gray carpet of the recent roast of Justin Bieber. You can currently watch him anytime by streaming the Yahoo original comedy, Sin City Saints. Please welcome to the podcast, Andrew Santino. Andrew, how's it going? Oh, guys, it's fantastic. I'm so happy to be here on the phone with you guys. This is the way I like to meet people. Over <laughs> oh, oh, through the phone. <laughs> Never in person. In person is way too, that's way too close. I need to just, phone is the only way. If we could just live through phones, the world would be such a better place, you know? Yeah, it's, it's so personal, it's impersonal. Yeah. Exactly, man, exactly. You must, love, you must love Twitter then. You know what's funny? I do like Twitter, um, but uh, I hate a lot of things about it. I use it just to make jokes and have fun, but there's so many pieces of shit on there. It's remarkable. Yeah, yeah. Like a guy yesterday, uh, the term is trolling, uh, when people just find you and then they delve into your like everything to try to like stir the pot and get you angry. Yeah. And I usually don't care or pay attention to it, but... This guy tweeted at me like a thousand times, and I just couldn't take it anymore. I just had to block him. At first, I think it's funny. Like, last year when I was on Mixology, if someone would tweet, your show sucks and you suck, I would um, favorite it, and then I would retweet it. <laughs> so, just, that's one of my favorite things. When someone was like, fuck you, die. Which, by the way, people say, it's incredible how many people are like, I want you to die. Just because of a thing that you did that they yeah. didn't like. It's, it's remarkable. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I would favorite it and retweet it and just say, thanks, brother. Uh, much love to you, too. Um, <laughs> that whole killing with the kind of thing. This guy yesterday, there was like this like middle-aged man <clears throat> who kept tweeting at me with a goatee. So, you know, like, you know what kind of caliber guy he is. I hope neither of you have goatees now that I've said that out loud. I, I, I do, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, it's okay. We know what kind of really? Yeah, <laughs> I do. what kind of caliber guy Ben is. Yeah, I, I probably fit right in. I just can't trust you with that goatee. Are you playing in the major leagues? What are you doing? You throw a beard or get it the fuck off your face. I, I, I had a beard for the winter, so. Okay, all right. All right, listen. But you're not a middle-aged man who's, who's trolling the Internet to say mean shit about me. But anyway, I do love uh, social media. But when it gets to that kind of stuff, then I'm just like, you know what? I might as well just get off of it because it's just yeah. it's such an awful place sometimes for no reason. So, Speaking of beards, you, you recently shaved yours, didn't you? Every time I had seen I had you up until, yeah, up until the roast, you had a beard, and you look so much younger without it. Yeah, yes. I look my age. I probably look I'm 31. And with the beard, I probably look 68, but without <laughs> it, I look my real age. But I like having a little bit of a beard um, all the time. I'm usually a beard guy. It, it, co it covers up the imperfections on your face. And if, you know, the girl that you're seeing is not being nice to you, you can always scrape her face with it yeah. when you go to kiss her. It's almost like a defense mechanism as well. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I had to shave because I... Uh, was going through pilot season, and CBS asked me to shave for this thing, and I shaved, and they didn't give me a fucking roll anyway. <laughs> I wish I never shaved, in retrospect. I wish I never shaved, but... Maybe it was a test. Um, there. Like, if he shaves, he just conforms. It's not working Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what it is? These guys, they beg you to do stuff. They're like, could you please? We would really love it. Oh, my God, please. <laughs> and you feel like you're doing the right thing sometimes, but 
You're probably, you know what? You're, you're right, even though you don't know it. You should just say no. Advice to all future actors and comedians. Say no to everything. <laughs> say no to everything they ask. <laughs> just say no. Just say no. It wasn't about drugs, that whole thing, I realized. Drugs you say yes to. Say no to do something. Just say no. Uh, uh, that, that's the lesson I've learned. <laughs> let's uh, let's get on to Sin City Saints real quick. Um, for anyone who hasn't yeah. checked it out yet on Yahoo, streaming live for free, uh, tell us a yeah. little bit about the show and your character, Jake, the uh, the owner. Uh, cool. Yeah, I asked, I also want to say it's on Yahoo Screen, which is uh, it's it's on. If you go to Yahoo, you can find it on Yahoo Screen, which is one of their subcategories of showing original content. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's even easier to find. Um, that's, sorry, that's my chauffeur. It's even easier to find um, on Apple TV and the Yahoo app is new and they have all sorts of cool, uh, simple things on there that you can play with and uh, it has no ads, so there's no advertising on Apple TV, which is what I love. Um, but anyway, Jake Tullis is the owner of this this team, the Saints, uh, basketball team in Las Vegas, the first professional basketball team in Las Vegas, and uh, it's exactly how you think it would be. Um, it's a boatload of chaos and nonsense and... Um, I am the owner of the team. Tom Arnold is my right-hand man, and Mullen Ackerman is sent from the league to kind of whip us back into shape. Um, and it's loaded with uh, um, just a, a shitload of great comedic moments. Uh, the series kind of starts with um, our star player, Ladarius Pope, gets run over uh, by the Pope Mobile that he comes in every game in, uh, like a golf cart. And... Uh, from there, the team kind of begins to fall, fall to pieces, and we kind of just see how that how that series continues, and how I try to just put the pieces back together of what is clearly so beyond broken. And uh, it's great, man. We have some really great moments in there. There's uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of dick jokes, masturbating jokes. <laughs> there's a lot of poop and fart humor. If you're into really highbrow stuff, you can take a hike. Um, <laughs> it's just it's just funny. It's just straight straight up funny. It's um, directed uh, by Brian Gordon. Um, pretty Kirby enthusiasm. He's part of the Larry Charles, Larry David camp. Um, and uh, Fred Savage directed two of them, too, who was awesome. Um, oh, cool. Uh, our Wonder Years play. Yeah, and it was incredible, man. It was a great time. Uh, there's all eight episodes, and uh, you just get to see me get get pie on my face all the time in every episode. It's like I I screw up something every episode. And then you get to see the beautiful Marlon Ackerman um, every episode, too. So, that, if, if nothing more, that's worth it. Nobody wants to see my ugly orange face, but she's pretty, <laughs> so you can look at her whenever uh, well, whenever the screen is on. Well, you're right about one thing. The show is fantastic. I'm, uh, I just finished the seventh episode, so I, almost, I only have one left. I'm going to finish it up. Nice. Um, the, the show is really hilarious and a great cast for, I mean, you know, for Yahoo not being really too well known for its original series. Uh, a great cast. Even Rick Fox, a former Laker. Yeah. Were, were you a big fan of the NBA going into it, or did you have to kind of familiar, uh, familiarize yourself once you got the role? No, man. This was a dream come true. I'm a Chicago-born kid who grew up with the greatest basketball player oh, ever to pick up a ball. Yeah, you're lucky. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that's how I grew up um, with with Jordan and uh, in the Jordan era. And basketball was always my first love. I mean, I do like football and baseball and hockey a lot, but um, I always was a, a Chicago Bulls kid. I mean, to this day, the NBA and college basketball kind of take precedence over all the other sports that I watched, so I didn't have to familiarize uh, at all. I mean, I was this was like, this is my way to go. Marlon, on the other hand, was hilarious. Marlon thought everybody was LeBron James. She was like, <laughs> uh, 
Um, she's literally hysterical. She's like, is that LeBron? Is that LeBaron? It's not LeBaron. Um, and no, LeBron James will not be on the show. But no, um, Rick Fox was the man. Um, and I got really close to Baron Davis, who's on the show. He plays uh, our, our kind of saving grace, our star player that returns to the NBA, or returns to our league, I should say. We're not the NBA. Um, and uh, him and I, you know, became homies. He's, he's, he's the man. Baron's so cool. He's a good actor. He's funny. And he's a good dude. And, uh, you know, the, the story of Baron's life on the show kind of mimics his life in real life. He took a break from the league, and he could have kept playing, and that's kind of what our his character is exactly about. Um, and uh, it was awesome. I mean, we had uh, we had a few a few NBA uh, legends stop by. John Sally does somebody announcing. So it was incredible. Yeah, to work yeah that's right. And, like, being a fan of, of pro basketball is great. I mean, I would say if you're a sports fan, you'd like this show. And if you're not, you'd still like it because it's not completely centered around sports. Um, there's some great moments that have, you know, nothing to do with sports. But I I, uh, I think it's uh, I think it needs to be just uh, pushed out to all these sports fans across the world and they'll, uh, they'll get a better grasp over uh, over how good it is. Yeah, yeah I mean, the NBA is not my favorite, but we, we here in Philadelphia have the Sixers right now. So, I mean, how... How can it really be yeah. my favorite at this point? <laughs> I know I feel bad for you guys, but hey, look at us. Are you kidding me? I, I, I have, you know, Derek Rose just can't get it, can't get right, and yeah. it's awful. Although, you know, we've had some guys pick up the flag. Jimmy Butler's the man. He's gotten, he's gotten almost seriously injured, and Aaron Brooks is great. And Noah's trying to, you know, Noah's trying to keep it together coming up to the postseason. But um, I know tragedy, bro. After after Jordan left, said that we don't have much else in Chicago. I mean, we're not we're not Philly, but we're we're, we're teetering near it. Yeah, I mean, you at least have something, though, you know, with that past with Jordan and Pippen and, you yeah. know, that team. It, like, the Sixers yeah. don't have that at all. Like, they're just... Yeah, I mean, we had AI for a little, but... Yeah, we, yeah, we, we only, like yeah, got, yeah, got to the finals, at least. No, Thank yeah, I know, and I know I know what you're saying. We don't have much to hold on to now. I, I like hockey a lot, so I, I like the Blackhawks, and those are the kind of the guys to watch because everybody else sucks. The Bears suck. <laughs> I'm a Northside Chicago guy, so I'm a Cubs fan, and they suck. They're embarrassing, although everyone is jabbing on this year about how good they're going to be. They're coming here with all the moves we've made, but, you know, that's like that's the same speculation we have every year. I feel like it's the same thing I read in the paper. This next year, and then I go to some spring training games, and, you you know, you hear all the chatter, but I feel like that's all that's all talk until... Uh, until the game starts, we'll we'll see what happens, you know. Oh, so the, so so the whole uh, "there's always next year" isn't just a, a popular phrase in Philadelphia. <laughs> no, dude, that is how Chicagoans live. Chicagoans live and breathe. There's always next year. In fact, that's how these people live their whole lives. And you know, if the weather is so bad, that's why I left. You know, uh, I left so many years ago because the, I hated the winters and and. Uh, Chicagoans are like, well, maybe next year's winter won't be so bad. Yes, it will. It will be just as bad, if not worse. Get out of there. Uh, I will. So I do love Philly. Philly, I'm, I'm a big fan of. No lie. I went. I played Helium, the comedy club there. I've done it uh, twice, and uh, I love it. I absolutely love uh, going to that club. It's in. Um, it's on. I think it's on Congress. Is the name of the street? Uh, Sam. Totally wrong. Samson. Huh? Samson Street. Oh, it's, okay. Right, right, right. You're right. That's right. Yeah. Um, I like it. I, I, it's, I, it's, a little, it's a little sketchy, but it's really fun. <laughs> yeah, I go to I go to Helium quite a bit actually. I'm a big fan of that club too. Well, 
Well, I think I'm going to go back this year. You guys will come and we'll hang out. We'll get drunk and we'll uh, we'll hit on uh, transvestites. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my kind of night. <laughs> hey, uh, real quick, and back to uh, Sin City Saints. I got to ask: was it was it weird being able to kind of treat Tom Arnold like shit for most of the season? <laughs> yeah, it was. Tom, uh, Tom and I grew very close uh, because we worked together so often. And Tom being a stand-up and me being a stand-up, you know, like you have that that immediate bond because you both uh, you both like to feel like shit all the time. So we uh, we got along so well, and uh, he's the man. I, you know, he took it like a champ. You being a, a dick to him, but off camera, you know, you kind of make up for it because we had a great relationship. But Tom's such a good sport and uh, very underrated. Um, if it was up to me, I think he would have a massive resurgence in his comedy career coming up because I think he's unbelievably talented and uh, super funny, man. Just like really quick. He's super quick. He doesn't miss a beat. And, you know, he's a lot for uh, some people to handle, but uh, if you know how to, to bounce with him, you know, when, when he's on camera, you, 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 when you get him, you get it. You know what I mean? I think that's yeah. the only way to say it. Some people just don't get it, but I totally get it. Yeah, Tom is something. It was great. Tom's somebody I actually have a lot of respect for because he's he's really brought his 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 career and his life around you know a big corner, um you know you know from years ago he he was it was in bad shape and you know like he's he's in great shape now he's lost a lot of weight he's happily I think he's you know last I checked I'm pretty sure he's happily married and he is yes he is he's got a beautiful wife and he has a new kid so he's he's stoked about about life right now and so he should be. Um, he, uh, he's really changed his life around, uh, you know, he does, he works out every day, he eats healthy, he's, you know, clean and sober, and he's, he's, he is definitely someone I respect, too, because that's because what this business does to you sometimes, and especially, you know, what comedy does, it eats people alive, and, uh, Tom, Tom came back, and you'll, you know, you've seen, if you've seen the show, I mean, he's back in full swing, I think he's hysterical on the show, he's yeah. had some just super funny moments. Yeah, he he was given a second chance, you know, years ago by Cameron for uh, when he put him he cast him in True Lies and yes, yeah, know. and thank God he did. That was I think they said that was fifteen years ago. Yeah, I think something I think around they that. An, they had an anniversary for, it, but that he's got some great stories. Tom's good, at, you know, he's good about telling stories. He had a James Cameron. They were so far over budget that I think they had to shoot forty eight hours one 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 uh, one scene. They had to do like a forty eight hour run and no one got any sleep and you know james had gone out of his way to like ask if you know anybody had a problem with it and tom was gung-ho about it and he was like i'll just we'll just do it let's do it it's enticing it sounds fun so he uh i think that was that was kind of like his resurgence and 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 by way of also became uh very close with uh arnold schwarzenegger which he has a million good stories of he loves talking about arnold yeah he um he was on a local station here in philly Probably, I think, towards the end of last year, and he told the story about how uh, Cameron really went the blows for him to get him into True Lies, and you know, Fox said, "No, you know, he's too much of a liability. We don't really want him in it." And Cameron was ready to turn around and say, "Well, that's fine. I'll take the movie somewhere else." Yeah, he did. That, that's you. You know, when you hear about loyalty, uh, it makes you, it gives you hope, I guess, for the business because no one <laughs> at all is loyal, uh, but. Uh, Tom is a loyal guy, and I think that has a lot to do with his character and the people he keeps around him. And most of those people around him, if not everyone, is a loyal person. He doesn't really trust, you know, people that don't have uh, good intention. And, uh, you know, he, that's, that's, that's something that reflects in your character. Cameron did the right thing, and 
Tom is grateful for it, you know? Yeah. But it was, it was, it was awesome working with him, man, all the time with the stories. He had so many of them. So, um, I know going back further in your career, uh, you know, towards the beginning of it, you worked on Punked on MTV. I did. Um, yeah, I did. Th- so does that make you a bit of a prankster or was that just something that you, you know, you enjoyed doing with help? No, you know, I, um, I got it because I, I, I co-wrote a pilot, um, for Comedy Central with another really funny, um, Another really funny comedian, Ian Edwards, who's, who's a genius, who's done a lot of stuff. He wrote on SNL and Boondocks, and I think he writes on Blackish right now on ABC. And, um, he, uh, he, him and I wrote this kind of sketch flash prank show for the studio that also did punk. At the time, punk wasn't back up, but we got hired to write that. That was probably my first like, writing job. And in the meantime, they had talked about bringing punk back, and, you know, I, I had said I was a comedian, you know, and an, and an actor aspiring to, to get on something, and, those guys were uh, all about me doing it, and Ashton and Jason, the guys that run the studio, were were into it. But yeah, I wouldn't say I'm a prankster in public. I just uh, I just know how to improv uh, with people and fuck with them. I yeah. know how to put on a straight face. So um, it was fun. It was a super fun time. It was the toughest time because it was we did long, super long shoots for no run, no money, and big elaborate pranks for celebrities that kind of didn't appreciate us doing it. So. Yeah, it's uh, it was a it was a point in my career, and I enjoyed it very much. But uh, I'm happy I don't have to do hidden camera shows anymore. <laughs> um, speaking of Comedy Central, I know earlier this week I turned on the pre-show for the Comedy Central roast of Justin Bieber, and had no idea, but you were the host, or well, co-hosting. I was the, I, yeah, I was, well, I was the yeah I was the host for the red for the red carpet or the gray carpet, um, and I had uh, picked a. A good friend of mine, Sarah Kiana, who's another comedian, to be the, the co-host with me, and it was awesome. And that was that was kind of due to the fact that uh, I've known Justin since we worked together on the on Punk, and uh, his whole camp was enthusiastic about me um, doing the red carpet, and you know, and it was it was super fun, man. I, I had a lot of fun. I had to I had to walk the line over being nice and also get, making a few cracks. You know, you can't be too mean before they go inside, otherwise they won't yeah. want to walk the red carpet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, Comedy Central uh, has shown a lot of love. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I did that. I'm doing at midnight on uh, the seventh of April. I was, um, I was actually just going to ask because I know Sarah just did it yeah. the other night. Yeah, um, I'm, yeah, I'm, do, I'm doing it again on the seventh of April with Adam Ray, who's a great comedian, and Justin May uh, Peluso. And then this summer, I'm going to tape my special with Comedy Central. So they're, they're all over my radar lately. It's been, it's been awesome. I, they, they show me a lot of love this year, and I'm happy about it, man. That, be great. Yeah, at midnight's a great show. I know uh, we'd love to talk to Chris at some point, you know, later on down the road as well. Um, and then you just mentioned Jesse May Peluso, who's actually going to be at Helium this weekend here in Philly. Oh, fantastic! Um, yeah, she's, she's very funny, very talented girl. Yeah. So I mean, so so you've been friends with Justin for a while, then? Um, you know, I wouldn't say friends. I, you know, what we're, you know, I, you know, we don't uh, we don't go to lunch, but. Um, <laughs> You know, I know I've known him since the show, and and uh, when we did punk, he kind of, you know, he became uh, a part of the of of our whole crew because that's we were working all together. And uh, you know, I became friends with some of the people that work with him. His manager and um, one of his stylists is a very close friend of mine, and um, we kind of all stayed in touch. And you know, I've seen the kid kind of go through what he's gone through and come out somewhat a little bit cleaner on the other side and you know he's got a long career ahead of him but um 
people light the shit on him. So the roast was a good opportunity to let everyone just dump shit all over his head. And I think he used it as a way to say, here, get it out. Here, get it out. Get it all out. Say it, you know, say it to my face and say it. And then we'll get it over with. And then maybe they'll garner a little bit of respect. I think maybe it did. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I'm not the public meter, but I think some people appreciated him letting himself get shit on. There's a level of respect that comes along with that. Yeah, well, I can yeah, tell you. So. I- I can tell you, I'm a big fan of the roasts. I, I haven't missed one. I've been watching them since they were still the, the Friars Club roasts that Comedy yeah. Central used to air. The original. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was a little thrown by the idea of Justin being the next target. And, you know, so, you know, I, I go right along with what you said about, you know, how people shit on him for a while. And, but again, I also fall into what you said too, is that I actually gained a little bit more respect for him by the end of it, especially because he was a little more open and honest and truthful at the very end of it. Um, you know, pretty much almost apologizing to the public for being who he was and, and, you know, how he said, you know, like he was kind of thrown into that life and, and, uh, you know, and you, when you think about it that way, you, you kind of agree with him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, you know, I used to do a couple of jokes about it, about how I think it was funny that people hated him. I couldn't really wrap my head around it. I don't, I never hated the kid. Um, I don't know how anybody could give a shit. Um, because he, you, have, you know, you have nothing to do with him. He's just, he's just a, a young pop star, and uh, you know, what do you, what do you want? You know what I mean? A half a billion dollars, um, you know, and you expect him to be anything but out of control. I, I think it's kind of like shame on America for, for putting him on this crazy pedestal, and then expecting him to be anything but a tyrant when you give a child a half a billion dollars. I think it's an unrealistic expectation. And uh, we're idiots. We're idiots for pretending like it's a surprise, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I mean, go, <laughs> going back to what you said before, I, I, don't care, I don't care what you say, man. Anyone who, uh, anyone who brings a video of another man's monkey in Germany is a friend. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell by his reaction that he he he, uh, he appreciated it oh yeah no he did he genuinely found it to be really great and uh, it was great about it and then afterwards they jumped uh, they didn't even party that this whole camp they jumped on a plane and went to uh, went to Vegas or something right away so uh, they didn't even get to enjoy the, the festivities afterwards and neither did I actually I jumped I didn't get to do the after party, which kind of bums me out. I really wanted to because those are really fun. I went for like one drink, and then I jumped on a plane to go to uh, Austin, Texas for South by Southwest at 4 in the morning the next day. 
Well, it's a long day. <laughs> it seems like Comedy Central. It, it seems like Comedy Central kind of stepped up for this one too. They kind of wanted to push the bound, not not push the boundaries, but you know, push the promotion on this one. I've never really seen a red carpet or a gray carpet, you know, or a pre-show for a roast before, or a carpet at all. They didn't even have carpets before. <laughs> yeah, no, they they usually have very small ones, if any. But yeah, they this is um they wanted to push it out because it was going to be the highest rated roast they've ever had, obviously. And, yeah. Uh, and and and. And they wanted to kind of give him more of a show, so to speak. And uh, they did a great job. I mean, the production value was massive. I mean, they spent a ton of money. When you look at the stage, I mean, it took up a whole hangar on the on the uh, Fox lot. I mean, it was massive. It was massive. It was massive. Yeah. And, well, enough uh, about Justin. Let's get back to you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, uh, you obviously wear... Your red hair is a badge of honor, and I guess you kind of have to be in comedy, you know, you, you kind of have to make fun of yourself at the same time. But I, I remember specifically, going back to, to when we first brought you in, I had mentioned mixology. Um, I remember one episode where one of the women in the show only went after redheads. I'm like, that's who your character was going for in the bar. Is that, a, is that really a thing? Do, do women really do that? Yes. Uh, there is There is a girl who loves redheaded women. They are, they're out there. I know I know we're hard to look at, but some women <laughs> find us attractive. Um, and, uh, yeah, there are. In fact, that girl, um, that was a, what we called a pumpkin pounder on the That's show. what it was. I couldn't remember the name. That's what it was, pumpkin pounder. Pumpkin pounder. Um, she actually is, uh, she's a great actor. She's actually, she's on the show Empire now, which is like the biggest hit of all yeah. time. Yeah, it's like Fox's um, big go-to. Oh, dude, it's insane. I mean, it, I think it was like 17 million views. It was something completely absurd. But, yeah, she was great. But, yeah, the pumpkin pounders exist, man. They are real people. Um, I don't know the fetish. I don't get it. Redhead women have never really, you know, been my thing, although I, I rarely see them. You see more redhead men than women, I guess. But, um, but yeah, uh, um Surprisingly, there are a pretty good amount of girls who find redheaded men attractive. Uh, thanks for the self-esteem boost, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, another another uh, thing I heard about, you were originally set to be on How I Met Your Dad, right? Back last year when How I Met Your Mother was ending? Yes, I did. I, I booked the show in second position depending on if, um, if Mixology was going to come back on ABC, and I had a good inkling that it wasn't. So we went out and tested the water a little bit and got an offer from the guys over at uh, How I Met. And I, and I it sounded so great because it was like a great cast of people. Um, you know, Pam Simon was set to direct again who did the whole entire series of How I Met, and uh, she's incredible. And um, uh, Emily Spivey, who, who was co-EPing it and writing it, who, if you don't know, is uh, the co-EP and one of the writers for Last Man on Earth's Forte's new show, which I think is maybe one of the best things on television. Um, she was attached to it, and I just was so intrigued by all the people that were going to be on it. Anders from Workaholics was uh, going to be uh, on the show, and um, I was excited about it. And we did it, and um, something didn't really click. I think the guys, uh, Craig and Connor, were so tired from doing so many seasons of How I Met that it was hard for them to dedicate a lot of time to this, you know. Yeah. Um, and no blame on anybody, uh, but it just kind of didn't work out. I, I just kind of think it was, you know, it's a blessing in disguise that it didn't go because then I got to do uh, Sin City Saints, you know, and that, that left a hole for something like that, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, we're, I mean, were you surprised when it didn't get picked up, or did you kind of feel it while you were doing the a little bit of the production? No, you know, I can candidly say uh, now that uh, I, I, I wasn't surprised in the slightest. Um, there was a lot missing from it. We weren't hitting a lot of good notes that we wanted to hit. Um, I think Fox and CBS had differing opinions on what they wanted to put on the air, and um, the whole process was a little crazy. The script was getting rewritten literally every day that we were shooting it. We are just shooting one episode. Um, right. You know, a girl got let go the day before we shot, and a new girl got hired. And, uh, you know, we went through just a ton of up and down. There was, like, so many. And I remember going home the first rehearsal day and thought, there's no way this is going to get picked up. It just, there was no synergy. There was no chemistry. Like, something was just, just missing. And, uh, you know, and that's okay. That happens a lot. TV is hard to make uh, successful. I mean, it's, you know, there's so many cooks in the kitchen, and it's just it's difficult. But, um but it was a good experience. I, I, I had a great time, you know, and, and uh, I'm happy I did it. You know, it, it was fun to do, to learn, you know, a new thing. I've never done multi-cam before, so that was a multi-cam sitcom, and um, I'd never done it. So it was a, it was a fun experience, to say the, to say the least. Yeah. Um, I know, getting back to your stand-up that you had mentioned before, uh, you, you had mentioned that you had been here in Philly and, you know, you played helium and things like that. So do you, do you still get to tour a lot in be, now that you're not doing Sin City Saints or that, that you're in between hopefully what's going to be a second season of Sin City? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a little bit of stand up now, um, you know, uh, locally around the Los Angeles area because I'm prepping to do, um, an hour. So um, I'm kind of been working out that, and then I, I will go on the road a little bit here, but I am kind of waiting to see what happens with that um, and then plan my schedule accordingly. Um, I hope it comes back for a second season. I hope enough people like it and think it's funny, um, but I will be organizing a tour um, in the uh, later part of the year, probably in the fall. Oh, cool. Um, so it wouldn't affect my Cincy schedule if we did it again anyway. So for now, I'm kind of taking it easy and focusing on other stuff, um, and uh, I'm in talks and developing some stuff. So... That's kind of my priority, and doing stand-up locally here. I mean, I'm up in L.A. every single night, or, or in the Southern California area. Tonight I'm down in Irvine, and then I'm doing an hour in San Diego the following night. So I'm constantly working on it. Um, and if I'm not, you know, on the road, I'm at the comedy store, the Laugh Factory, the Improv, or a lot of clubs around town. Um, I just shot my, I just shot my um, my bit for my set for uh, the Meltdown season two on Comedy Central with Jonah and Kumail, which was really fun. Um, and that comes out uh, in the summer. But, um, yeah, I've just been working locally, and, you know, I want to get back out on the road a little bit, but if I can stay at home and, and work here, it's a little bit easier for me, you know? Yeah. Where, where's your, uh, the you mentioned the Comedy Central uh, special. Where's that going to be filmed at? We're going to be out in Boston. Yeah, we'll be out in Boston. I'm not oh, something cool. changes, but from what I've been told, uh, it'll be Boston. And, and when we get a set date, um, I'll get some dates around that, uh, warming up for it, and and uh, maybe Philly will be uh, one of my uh, one of my dates around that because it's a neighboring a neighboring city of Boston. It's not too far away. Yeah, no, yeah. If, if you, we'll have to keep an eye on that. Definitely gonna have Absolutely. to come check you out next time you're in town. Please, so. please, please! I'll definitely put one of you on the guest list. The other one, <laughs> you guys are over it. Well, see now well, I feel. I don't you, have a goatee. I, I was just gonna say I I have the goatee, so I'm probably gonna be left off the list. <laughs> no. no. If it's a if, if it's a um, if it's a matter of who, who uh, gets in goatee or not, I'm actually going to say goatee on this one just because of how so... bad I feel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's that's fair enough. Well, I was going to say I'll just grow the beard back out, especially if it's in the fall. This way, it it won't be an issue. 
You don't have to change for me. I'm not a girl. Don't change for me. Just, just be who you are for the rest of your life. Um, but no, uh, hopefully I will get back out, like we were saying, out on the road. And, uh, start, start, you know, start working out the road again. I do enjoy it. I do it often, and sometimes it wears thin on you. But um, I've taken enough of a break where I only go out once in a while. I just did Phoenix, and like I said, I was in Arizona. I mean, I was in Austin doing South by Southwest, and then uh, I'll be back out on the road for sure. Um, in no time, and I'll post all my dates on uh, andrewsantino.com, which is where people can go to see all my content and all the stuff that I'm doing and all that jazz. Yeah, well, I mean, we're good, we're in good with uh, with Helium too. Like we talk to their PR rep, and so we know who's coming to town, and we usually try and talk Great. to people who come in. So if you make it in the Philly and you play Helium, we'll uh, we'll definitely have you back on, and you know, like you said, oh, I'd love that. Have uh, have some drinks and hit on some transvestites or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think that sounds good. I'll, I'll How? Sing, I'll, comedy, you, you guys provide the drugs. <laughs> there, there we go. <laughs> How long were you in Philly last uh, last time? Did you get to hang out for a few days and, and see some of the sites? Or I did. I was there. I did the whole, uh, you know, it's like a Thursday through Sunday run. And um, I, got to see, uh, I got to see the sites. I got to go to Geno's versus um, Pat's. Uh, Which did you take? I, to go, I have to ask. Uh, yeah, the cheesesteak war and Wells <laughs> Park and all that stuff and uh, the – all the quintessential touristy bullshit, because I'd been to Philly before, but I'd never really done anything there, I don't think. I just kind of, I was passing through maybe, or I was there for a, a day, and uh, I did all the quintessential touristy stuff, and had a good time, and uh, uh, had some recommendations that I'd never took up from Don Herrera, who's a, who's a, who's a Philly guy, who's a lo- yeah. one of my favorite co- comedians, but comedian. uh, he, he told me where to go, and I don't think I went to any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just got to, I got to... Uh, got too swamped up but yeah um i'm excited to come back again in fact two of the local guys two um radio hosts there took me out and about and around and we went and had drinks and uh god if i could remember their name it'd be helpful but i just don't i just don't you know i'm not gonna lie i could venture a guess there's a, a, a there's a pretty big uh philly uh morning show around it, uh these parts it's not them though if, it, if they oh, took him out for drinks because one oh, of them doesn't drink uh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I, don't know who, I, don't know, I don't know their names. And it could have been another city. I'm just kidding. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Philly. But either way, you know what? Who knows? Well, but, um, well when you come back to go. yeah, when you come back to Philly, we'll be the two radio guys that take yeah. you out for drinks. I'm into that. There you go. Me. You're not just radio guys to me. You're more than that. <laughs> that's, that's such a, a great bond we have. I think we're better friends than you and Bieber at this point. Well... Anybody is better friends with anybody. <laughs> I think I'm better friends. With, I'm better friends with my my uh, my tennis shoes than I am with them. But uh, <laughs> inanimate objects are probably more meaningful than uh, than he, his friendship. But um, yeah, we're close now. And uh, when I come back to the town, we'll link up and we'll do the damn thing and tell all your fans to watch Since to Be Saints on Yahoo yeah. and Apple TV and keep pushing it for us so we can get another season and I can keep touring and instead of uh, moving back to Chicago and living with my dad. <laughs> in, in, the in, in the snow. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, the um, shitty weather. All right, well, yeah, I mean, this has been great, Andrew. Uh, make sure you check out Andrew again, like he said, on Sin City Saints anytime on Yahoo. I think you just uh, screen.yahoo.com uh, will get yep. you where you need to go. Also, make sure to follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Cheeto Santino. Um, and, uh, I love that name, by up, the way. Yes. <laughs> That is a good uh, a good tag there. It's, and, it's um, the color it's the color of my skin and my hair, and I figured it was only appropriate <laughs> if it had some kind of rhyme uh, rhyme to it. So I will say the, you know, the the one episode in uh, of Sin City where uh, 
you had to kind of give up sex or whatever, and you, you were going for jogs. You might have some of the palest legs I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. And you know what? I do that on purpose uh, to keep away um, uh, the gay community because many men think I'm gay because I'm gorgeous, and I'm not. <laughs> I want to let them know uh, that I'm not because most gay men tan, and I don't tan. And so that kind of that kind of keeps it at bay because usually I clean up in the gay community. I live here in in Los Angeles in a neighborhood called West Hollywood. It's a, probably our predominantly gay community, and I love it because I get hit on every day. But, you know, to keep them at bay, to keep the dogs at bay, I just keep my legs real, real pale. You should see my stomach real see-through. Real see-through. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, uh, like Andrew said a little bit ago, again, make sure you go to uh, andrewsantino.com if you want to see what else he's up to, see when he's uh, doing some of his comedy tours, especially when he gets back on that. So, uh, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us, man. This was a good time. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you guys. When I'm in Philly, we'll uh, we'll get it together. Yeah, definitely. Uh, All right, stick around. There is more Showcast coming your way in just a second.